Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the VAQA. Hey, the VAQA. What you say? The VAQA with Mandy. That doesn't work unless I make it work. The VAQA with Manday. The VAQA with Tiffany. The VAQA. Hey. You know what? I'm actually getting a lot less self conscious about singing that song. I might have to steal some of the spotlight from Tiffany because she's always, you know, producing the music for the original compositions for BA. But I am here, y'all, answering your career questions. Hey, it's Mandy Money. As always, you can submit your questions to the show to be answered by one or both of us. Career, money, life, relationships, whatever you want to chat about. Just remember, as Tiffany says, we're not your lawyer. We're not your financial advisor. We're not your accountant. We are just your bestie brown sister friends in your ears. We have a lot of wisdom from building our own businesses, you know, killing it in corporate, having families, loss, love, all of the things, all of the things between the two of us. However, please don't sue us because we're just giving you ideas. We're giving you, you know, our smart girl thoughts, but we don't, we, we don't want any lawsuits. Okay. So sue your grandmama, as Tiffany says, and leave us alone. All right. Checking. Okay. So let me dive into the reader mailbag right now. I saw a great question from a, a listener who emailed us. They want to be called at a crossroads. Okay. At a crossroads says, I am a faithful listener of Brown Ambition and I love the advice you and Tiffany provide weekly. I'm reaching out because I recall you saying that we could email career questions. Here's my situation. I have been on the job search since January of 2022 when I left my full-time job due to experiencing some racial incidents from my supervisor and colleagues that left me feeling unsafe in my work environment. Oof. I have over a decade of full-time work experience in my field. I've been a full-time PhD student, which allowed me to be a graduate assistant to make ends meet. I've been applying and interviewing sometimes for four and five rounds and still no offer. Or if I do get an offer, it's a lowball offer, which I know if I took, it would set me back in my career. I'm near the end of my program and I need to secure a position. At this point, I'm considering switching industries because it shouldn't be this difficult to secure a role in my field when there are always openings. My PhD field is broad and would allow me flexibility to work in many industries. I've been trying my best to stay upbeat and optimistic, but the situation has taken a toll on me. My question is, should I continue to apply for roles in my current field or make a career switch and rebuild? For context, I'm in my mid-30s, no kids, no spouse. Thank you in advance for your help and congratulations to you on your new bundle of joy. Oh, thank you. Okay, Crossroads. Listen, the reason I chose your question is because I 
and this is gonna, I don't mean to take advantage, but I'm just like, yes, I really want to speak to the long term job seeker out there, because I know that y'all are out here struggling. It's really difficult, even though the economy is actually doing well. And there are jobs like the jobs reports continue to be strong. Historically, there are jobs. However, it is not 2021 when it seemed like everybody was hiring and there was just jobs, you know, falling off the tree branches, you can just like, you know, walk outside your door and run into a six figure position, right? Those times are fun and they're fruitful, but they are not the norm. And I think one, um, yeah, one thing I'll say is that we can't necessarily, we, sh we shouldn't be expecting to, the job market to act the way it was acting a couple of years ago. Not that you are, but I just don't want you to think that this is unusual. Like you have been working, you've been a, a graduate assistant, you've been working on a PhD program. I'm going to go ahead on a limb here and say, even though you have been interviewing, you've been juggling a lot, okay? And especially if you're considering potentially switching fields, which you say you want some advice on, I wonder, and I wish I had you here to ask, but I wonder if you are, maybe br your search is too broad. It doesn't sound to me, ultimately, when, a, when an employer is like, we want to hire you, it is a no brainer for them that you're the right person for the role. So what is it about you that's making them say she's not the right fit for this role? And if you are really casting a wide net, you're making it almost easier for them to find, you know, find things that you lack, or you're just making it easier for other candidates who are the no brainer, they have the specific experience that they're looking for, skills, etc. For them to surpass you because one thing about this job market is that there is still a lot of competition so there's a lot of jobs still the job market is fine but more and more people are looking and there's more competition for the roles that there are okay because even though it's not like booming like it was in 2021 with the job market people are you know there are jobs out there but there's fewer like i said fewer of them it's still it's still healthy, but there's not as many, right? And there's just more competition, okay? So that's why it feels like it's taking a long time. And you know what I wanted to do is I also want to share a stat with you because I want um, I want to share with you the average job search time based on data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I just found this, and I want to say. Okay, I found it. The and this is for anyone listening too. If you think oh, I've been I've been laid off, I've been let go, I'm looking for a job. It's been a month. What's happening? The median unemployment time, like the median time it takes to go from unemployed to employed, is 20 weeks or about five months. Okay, so I'm just saying that um, it can be, yeah, it can take a while. And you sort of, I would look at this and say, okay, if I'm working in this in in, in the job market. Honestly, you want to have six months saved, like at least because the job search could take that long if you were let if you were let go. Now, Crossroads, I know you've been looking longer than that. It's going on two years. However, you have not been twiddling your thumbs. You have been in a whole PhD program. Can we give can we give yourself some credit? I know that you have had you had a full time career before that. And you probably feel like, okay, I shouldn't be doing anything entry level. 
Um, but if your PhD field is quite different than what you were doing before, um, then it may you may have to take a step back to take a step forward. I'm not assuming that you have to. I'm just saying you may have to. I don't have nearly enough information about your specialty, your PhD program, what kind of experience you had before to tell you definitively. However, in some cases, it may be a take a step back to make a step forward type of situation, okay? But my guess is that if you're applying um, you're getting to like four fifth round interviews and getting no offer. There's something I have this part of my um, negotiation masterclass uh, where I talk about eliminating their objections and you have to anticipate what is it about me that is giving them pause. And if you haven't gotten feedback, follow up, even if you've already like left the interview process, ask one of the hiring managers for a chat, a phone call, whatever, and just ask for like, hey, I'm just, you know, I just love one on one for you to kind of let me know what was it about me um, that didn't quite make the cut. And you may find out that it was something small, you may find out that you were up against an internal candidate. And that is really frustrating, but happens all the time. A lot of times companies will already have an internal candidate, preferred candidate, but they'll still open the job up wide just to see what else comes in. And then you're kind of, it's, it's tough because you're up against someone they already know. And if that person brings it and they prove that they deserve it, then it's even easier for them to, you know, turn down outside job applicants because they, like I said, they already know this person. Okay, but you can't control that at the end of the day, right? But I just want you to see if you can get any information from people you've spoken with about what it is that's holding um, you back. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed, cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Also mindset and vibe. Yes, I'm going to use the completely subjective like term vibe, but your mindset and the energy, the vibe you bring to the interview does matter. And the hardest thing for the long-term job seeker is keeping an attitude of I got this, the confidence, the positivity, the optimism that hiring managers want to feel from candidates. I mean, there is a bit of like a je ne sais quoi to interviewing and finding the right candidate. You want to like, you feel like, okay, there's something about this person. They're excited about this role. They've got it. And it just sort of feels inevitable that this person, you know, should be here because of the energy they're bringing to the situation. You have to match that energy with your skill set, obviously. But when you have the goods on paper, you have the skills of, you know, the the kind of experience that they're looking for. And then you bring the energy on top of that, that makes them feel like, Ooh, yeah, I want to hire this person. I want to work alongside them. That's the, the bit that you have to work on. And when you're down on yourself, the way that you sound like you are, after, you know, having first of all, you had a shitty experience last time, now you've been looking for two years, of course, you're going to start feeling down like this is this is tough. It's really hard. It can shake your confidence. Um, it can make you all those doubts really loud in your head. But if you bring that energy to your interviews, that may be a little bit of like that, you know, that that little bit of negativity that like, I don't feel top of my game that could be hurting you in the interview process. How do you get out of that? You need a hype person. I hope that I'm hyping you up a little bit. You need to maybe take a break from the job search process, maybe you do need to do something a little bit different, you know, so you can continue to make ends meet while you take a pause and regroup. I just need you to remind yourself it's not forever. And it's okay. It's been a couple of years, but you haven't been doing nothing, you have been studying, you have been finding a way to start a new beginning for yourself. But it's going to take time. And you're going to look back at this in 10, 15, 20 years and say, wow, that was a really hard time, but I got through it. 
but I got through it. And one of the exercises that I do for myself all the time is like, it's not like creating a vision board, but it's, I literally tell myself the version of me 10 years from now already did this. And she was like, oh yeah, that was tough, but I got through it. If you start to envision that person, it almost becomes like, it's inevitable. It's like, it's almost like fortune telling your way out of a, <laughs> out of a challenge. Like, I'm just going to decide that there's a version of me that already did this and killed it. And then it almost makes it like a talisman for you, like something hidden inside that's like, oh, I know I got this, like the future version of myself did this. And then it's sort of it's weird. Maybe it's just do I, am I the only one who does this? But I think it really works. It helps you work at a problem without so much stress, because it takes away the possibility that you're not going to accomplish it. There's no way crossroads that you're going to not have a new work opportunity. There's no way you're never going to work again. There's no way that with your education and your skill set that there's not going to be a new path for you. It's just a matter of when and what, right? The next thing I want you to work on is putting yourself in positions where opportunities can happen to you. So by that, I mean, how can you be in spaces in connection with people or opportunities so they can find you? You can't be hidden. So how can you do that? You can join organizations that are specific to your niche. And I'm going to come back to the niche thing because I know I kind of skipped over the whole broad job search thing, but it's important. Um, finding other people who are doing the thing that you want to do and connecting with them and making sure that they know that you're looking and that you're open, um, looking for workshops, looking for, like I said, professional organizations, looking for conferences that you can attend, put yourself in the space where opportunities can find you. Make sure your email address is front and center on LinkedIn or on your professional website if you have one. Make sure people know how to reach out to you because opportunities can find you, but they need to have a path to finding you, right? And unless you're out there sharing, being a part of your community, professional community, they're not gonna be able to find you. And having a bit of, or not a bit of, but having a lot of space for that future version of yourself, like imagine, oh, that future version of me that's already been through this, some opportunity must have found her. So let me just be open to that. Opportunities are going to find me. I am going to have success. This mindset matters. Okay, Crossroads. Now back to the specificity, the niching down of your, um, of your career. If you are you know, applying to a ton of things, not really getting any real bites. I mean, you, you have gotten to, um, you know, through some interview rounds and all of that, which is great. But are you really leaning into a more specific niche? Are you going after jobs where it's like, oh, this is a no brainer. And if it's not a no brainer on paper, then if you can tell that story, whether it's in a cover letter or in the phone screen or to the recruiter, really own the story of why, even though on paper, this may not be the most linear path, here's why I'm the best candidate for this job and here's why I understand your problems and I can be your solution. You really wanna own that and understand it and be able to sell that in an interview process, okay? And it's easier to do that when it really matches some of your experience. It gets harder when you have you know, some experience, but not all the experience that you that they may be looking for when you're pivoting into a, maybe a slightly different field. I don't want that to let you, I don't want that to tell you that it's not possible. You're just going to have to help them find the story. You're going to have to help them want you to get this opportunity. And by telling your story and bringing them along on your journey of why this makes sense as your next step and how you, with your various skills from your, you know, career, 
can be the the perfect person for the role. Make them want to root for you. Make them want to go to bat for you. That's ultimately what they're going to have to do when they take on a candidate who may not have, you know, 80% of the skills or experience that they're looking for. It's not impossible, but they got to have to root for you. Okay. And I'm going to leave it with this. You went through a probably traumatic experience that sounds awful. And I'm so sorry that happened to you at your last job, whatever it was, you know, where people use your race as a weapon against you and make it unsafe for you to work there. That is not right. And it shouldn't have happened. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Are you speaking to someone, therapist, you know, someone, a mentor, so you can work through that? Because I... (laughs) I know it's going to be really hard to go into a new job or even a job interview when you're still carrying the weight of what happened to you and you haven't fully, you haven't fully healed from it. And I do think that that can have an impact on the energy that you bring and even just your own level of trust in, um, you know, a future employer to not, to not end up in the same place you were before in that really toxic situation. Um, And I think therapy is a great way to work through that. And it's a shame because you shouldn't have to do this extra burden of work just so you can be ready for your next great opportunity. But I think you're going to be grateful that you worked through it in whatever way that you can so that you don't carry with you, you know, the uh, impact of that trauma into your next role because that can trip you up, especially if it leads you to, you know, maybe not want to engage with your colleagues the way that you that you would openly if you. Um, hadn't had this bad experience. I don't think we should ever fully trust a job, an employer to act in our best interest. At the end of the day, they're going to be there to act in the company's best interest. So there's that level of cynicism that I think is healthy for anyone working in corporate America. But at the same time, um, there may be a great opportunity. There are great people to work with. There are great teams out there that would be happy to have you. You just have to believe that as well. So you can kind of go in with that more positive outlook and not let what happened to you dictate, you know, or hinder your next opportunity, um, which is really up to you, you know, and it's up to you to sort of like work through that and get through it. And I'm not saying you have to do it alone. I'm so glad that you felt safe enough to reach out to us with your question um, and I'm that I was here to answer it. And I hope this helps Crossroads. Please get back in touch. Let us know how it's going. Um, and I, I wish you all the best and much success. Okay, good luck. And thank you again for your question. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.